0: Yo, what's up everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Drew Unscripted, coming at you with that Monday Night Raw review, how's everyone doing, hope all you guys are keeping yourselves busy, keeping each other busy, keeping up with the family, doing what you can in this quarantine time, let's get into it guys, alright guys, so we had a Monday Night Raw tonight, Monday Night Raw of course, building up towards money in the bank, the biggest. Most unique Money in the Bank ladder match to date. The Corporate Ladder Money in the Bank ladder match. So, I found out some new details about this that I didn't know. Because I was kind of like, it's going to take place on the roof of uh, Stanford, Connecticut, WWE headquarters. And I'm like, hmm, that sounds interesting. The poster looks cool. Turns out the wrestlers that are going to be competing are actually going to be fighting... They're gonna be working their way up all the way to the rooftop. So that could be pretty interesting. And there was there was a photo that was leaked out of what the money in the bank. Well, what the basically how the setup's gonna look on top of the rooftop. So WWE, you know, going all out with this one. You know, let's see how how that one progresses. I mean, it's definitely something new, it's never been done before, so obviously that's what they're gonna go with. But let's get into the news, guys. So Real quick, uh, Sarah Logan, who was a part of that, who was released, you know, apart with so many other wrestlers from WWE and stuff like that, there's a rumor she might actually be coming back. I mean, look, Sarah Logan's talented. You know, if you've seen her work on the indies, which I know sometimes in the WWE doesn't mean shit, because I know sometimes what you do outside doesn't mean shit when you get to the, you know, quote-unquote, you know, big time and stuff like that, but and that's a shame. You know, Sarah Logan, you know, She's talented. Again, you know, if you've watched her work and like, you know, when she did the crazy Mary Dobson character, she wasn't bad, you know, and she can look intimidating too when she wants. So she might be coming back happy for her. I understand a lot of people that found out she was one of the ones that got, you know, fired or permanently fired or temporarily fired. They actually stood up for her and they went to bat for her. So, you know what? I can appreciate that. I respect that. You know, that shows you how loyal people are amongst each other you know and that shows you how nobody was happy that you know their coworkers lost their job and stuff like that because you know there's a relationship that builds up you know in the locker room for the men and the women so that's cool to see so she might be coming back so hopefully we'll see what happens she was mentioned several times on on Monday Night Raw tonight, so I don't know if they're going to bring her back, I don't know what's going to go on, but, you know, I think the door is open for a lot of people that got released, I think, you know, you will be seeing some of them come back, you will be seeing some of them, you know, make the jump to, like, other companies, like, maybe, like, an AEW or Ring of Honor, or Impact, you know, you never know, and I think we're going to see some come back to the WWE, but anyways, guys, we had Monday Night Raw tonight, we kicked off with the WWE champ, Drew McIntyre, he came out, basically talking about Seth Rollins' attack last week, challenged Seth Rollins, you know, basically offered to defend his championship against Seth at Money in the Bank, which was pretty much confirmed. I think we knew that this was going to happen after we saw that attack from Seth Rollins last week. So, you know, obviously Seth and Drew McIntyre, we've seen them compete several times. Not really interested in seeing this, you know, happen again, but I guess it's pretty much a given when you have you know, when you really don't have that much, that many heels that you can put up against uh, Drew McIntyre. I mean, you have heels, but you don't really have anybody that I guess, you know, they look at and they be like, okay, well, this will be a good first test for Drew McIntyre. Because obviously, you know, nobody knows when nobody knows when Brock's going to come back. I assume he's going to come back before SummerSlam. Shit, maybe at Money in the Bank he'll do another surprise, you know, run in again and he'll freaking come out of nowhere like he did at the last Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But, you know, he came out, he was interrupted by Zelina Vega and her little group now with Angel Garza, Andrade, and Austin Theory, who I'm a big fan of. And Zelina Vega, you know, she knows how to play up that heel character, man. She knows how to do it really well. She's got that bitch face. She's got that attitude. She's got that look. She's got that voice. She's got that, you know, that just that texture. And, you know, you got guys like Angel Garza, who's extremely talented. Austin Theory, who, you know, is going to be a future WWE champion, I think. And then you have Andrade, of course, who, since NXT, the guy's been on fire. You know what I mean? But you had them, you know, talk for a couple minutes. This was obviously a setup for Andrade to get the jump on McIntyre from last week. So right off the bat, I want to say I like the fact that Garza and, uh, you know, Austin Theory are... Doing their best with the roles that they have. You know, I like the fact that WWE is, you know, giving these guys a chance to kind of get known and stuff like that to the to a larger audience. I I really appreciate that. You know, we've seen their great like we've seen, you know, you've seen Theories, Austin Theories work and evolve. Maybe not everybody has, but you've seen how good the guy is. You know, you've seen Garza tear it up on two oh five live. He's tore he's torn it up on on NXT, you know, and stuff like that. You've seen you know, you've seen Andrade, obviously, since NXT, the guy's been, you know, the guy's been one of their best, and of course, Zelina Vega, ever since she came to the WWE, she's been great at her promo work, she's been great at her manager role, you know, so good stuff, and we did have Garza, and on, uh, I'm sorry, we had Andrade, you know, sorry about that, guys, Andrade took out McIntyre from behind McIntyre of course hits two Claymore kicks which looked devastating liked you know the sell of that and then we had a we had a minute where (laughs) I did not like I was like this was like this was an awkward moment man you had Zelina Vega telling Theory and Garza to basically do a run-in and basically attack Drew McIntyre mind you you have two on one but then you had a real awkward moment where literally Austin Theory and Andrew Garza were kind of like I don't want to go in there they were just staring and I'm just like this is not a good look dude it's like you guys have the numbers the number advantage and you guys are like I mean last week you know you guys were taking out Tazawa and you were taking out you know that jobber from NXT and yet you guys aren't going to go take out Drew McIntyre not a good look didn't wasn't a fan of that but obviously you know we had the main event this was to set up the main event it was going to be McIntyre taking on Garza you know first time ever for these guys so right off the bat I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't like the way that you know, Theory and Garza were just staring. I wish they would have got in and you at least would have had that, you know, that beat down. But right off the bat I'm thinking, Okay, they're continuing the storyline with with McIntyre and Andrade. What if we get like a what if within the next week or two things change and we get like maybe a triple threat with these guys? Or maybe they extend the feud and we get a triple threat at SummerSlam. You know, McIntyre, Rollins, if he's still in the mix. You know, nobody, nobody knows what's going to happen. Or maybe we can get a triple threat at Money in the Bank. I mean, Andrade's not going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I mean, why not build them up for a triple threat against Rollins, McIntyre? I mean, I think it'd be a little more fresher because we've seen McIntyre and Rollins one-on-one so many times. I get it. The difference is now, you know, you have the roles reversed because if you remember, Rollins was always the baby face. McIntyre always worked as the heel. I mean, I think Andrade's too talented to be left off the card. You know, the guy, if you put him in a triple threat with uh, Rollins and McIntyre, I don't think that'd be such a bad idea. But, you know, this was, you know... The opener it was really basically just to get the setup for the main event, you know, and stuff like that. I didn't like how Garza and Theory were just kinda staring and just like like scared to go in the ring, you know what I mean? But yeah, that was our that was our opening. You know, we had of course our first ever our first qualifying match of the night. We had Alistair Black taking on Austin Theory. This match, just like I expected, delivered, it was great. You know, Theory, like I said, the guy is extremely talented. The kid is the future of the business. Aleister Black, I mean, come on, the guy is on top. The guy, even though he's not pushed as a main event guy, the guy is still, you know, in my mind, one of their best. And he's actually one of my picks for Money in the Bank this year, you know. So we had the match. It was good. It was back and forth. You know, we had, of course, Zelina Vega on commentary, of course. She, of course, was, you know... Being her sassy self, you know, and stuff like that. Kind of funny, you know, you have a real-life couple, with, like, you know, a real-life married couple, like, you know, Zelina Vega and Alistair Black. So I'm sure they're having a blast, you know, working together. But like I said, the match was great. Angel Garza, of course, was set to be in action later on tonight. Andrade wasn't there. It was just strictly Theory and um, Alistair Black, which I liked. We had one point in the match where Zelina Vega actually got up, and I'm sure this was fun for them. She actually distracted Alistair Black for uh, Austin Theory to get the upper hand. In the end, though, we seen we saw Theory take the black mask. Theory sold it pretty good, and Alistair Black got the victory, and Alistair Black joins Daniel Bryan. For the men's money in the bank ladder match. Real quick, I just want to say I love the graphic that they're using. You know, them on top of the on top of the headquarters. I like the graphic. It's pretty cool. So that was our first qualifying match. Of course, we have two more, you know, that are set to take place. You had MVP taking on, you know, Apollo Crews. Rey Mysterio taking on Buddy Murphy. That was pretty much set. We had Shayna Baszler, you know, who last week, you know, in storyline broke Sarah Logan's arm. Shayna Baszler was going to be in action next. She took on uh, Indie Wrestler, now with NXT, NXT's Indie Hartwell. And this was basically like a repeat of last week. She came out. Shayna Baszler came out. Shayna Baszler, while she was making her entrance, Charlie Caruso got her right there on the stage and asked her if she felt she went too far. Shayna Baszler basically said, I wasn't breaking the rules. So, right off the bat, I like... The fact that Shayna Baszler is able to keep her viciousness, you know, there there was reports that originally Vince McMahon didn't really see anything in Shayna Baszler that Shayna Baszler had some kind of, she had some kind of heat with Vince personally. You know, who knows that could be true. Look, obviously when you look at Shayna Baszler, you don't see the company what the company id what. WWE, WWE ideally thinks of a woman's competitor. You don't see, like, you know, someone that has, you know, the best body in the world. She doesn't have the best looking face. You know, Shayna Baszler, she just looks like a badass, man. She looks like, you know, don't screw with me. Some of the other girls, you know, they just come off like they're pretty faces, you know? But, so, you know, there are rumors that obviously Vince wasn't high on Shayna Baszler. But personally, and this is just my, my belief, I honestly think that. Vince at least knows he knows what he has with Shayna Baszler He knows Shayna Baszler is a badass He knows that realistically Shayna Baszler could tear off everybody's freaking arm on that on that roster including the guys I mean, hey, Shayna Baszler's done a lot of indie matches and she's actually been pretty believable You know, she's wrestled Joey Ryan a couple times She's wrestled, uh, you know, she's done several matches on the indie scenes so I think Vince knows what he has with Shayna Baszler. He knows that she has he knows he has a legit badass. If you can utilize her the way Triple H did, look at the way Triple H utilized her. Now I know obviously the way Vince and Triple H operate are two different things, and obviously, you know, it's been said that Triple H creates, Vince destroys. But I really hope that that doesn't happen with Shayna Baszler. Like I said, Shayna Baszler is one of your top. She has the she has you know, she legitimately has what it takes to become your top heel in the company for the women's division. Hell, she could be. She could even be your top heel in the whole company. You never know. But you know, she basically she she did the same thing. She stomped on Indy Hartwell's arm. Indy Hartwell was selling it, of course, not as good as Sarah Logan's sell, but she was selling it. You know, she was crying. She was in pain. Shayna Baszler got the victory right there. China Baszler, you thought she was leaving, but then she gets the ladder. Now I kinda thought maybe she'll say, Is this the competition you have for me? And maybe we'll get like a Natalia coming out, and Natalia really hasn't been around. I think Natty's you know, Natty's one that, you know, she doesn't really want to risk it too much. And you know wait, look, it's optional. It's optional, you know, and I respect that. You know, it's not like you have to be there, it's optional. But basically, Shayna came back with the ladder. She got Indy Hartwell. She put her arm in the ladder. And she kicked the ladder right into her arm. And that looked brutal. So again, I like the fact that they're letting Shayna Baszler be her. She's being dominant. She's freaking breaking arms. She's looking menacing. She's being a badass. I like that. I appreciate that. So then, moving on, guys. Let me go ahead and check my notes real quick. By the way, guys... Um quick segue side note um because she's gonna be in the show a little bit later i did i did some research and i did find out about why the live morgan lana storyline was kind of dropped because if you guys remember when live morgan first came back to tv you know the rumor was that she was gonna have a lesbian storyline of some sorts with lana she came back if you guys remember in the wedding she basically you know stopped the wedding she said she you know that she never said she loved Lana, but she basically mentioned Lana. So I guess that was just done for shock value. They never really had plans to move to move it forward, which must suck for Liv Morgan because you never know. Maybe Liv Morgan and Lana were excited about that storyline. You never know. But that's just a little quick segue because Liv Morgan was on the show tonight. But I honestly feel like if they would have went through with the storyline, personally, like I just think I think it would have been interesting. I think. It would have been something fresh. WWE hasn't really done anything like that in a long time. Well, actually since well, I guess the closest thing that I remember personally as a fan was the Mickey James Tristratus obsession that was taking place. If you guys remember that, Mickey James was obsessed obsessed with Tristratus to the point where, you know, she probably did like her like that. But I would have liked to have seen it. You know, I would have liked to have seen that storyline take place. But, you know, they, they obviously dropped it. It was a one-time thing. And, you know, that's the one thing about pro wrestling is that sometimes, you know, things change. Sometimes they change before you can blink. You know what I mean? But, you know, I just thought, you know, I wanted to include that. Just because, like I said, I would have liked to have seen that going on. You know, WWE put so much time in these... Uh, Liv Morgan video packages when she came back and stuff like that. Liv Morgan, like I said, you know, I honestly feel like she's gotten way better in the ring since before. I think she is talented. And I think if you give her a chance to shine a little bit more, you know, you never know. You can create a big star with her. Maybe you can create a star with her. But moving on, guys, let me go ahead and see real quick. We had... Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins basically accepting the challenge from Drew McIntyre. Of course, why wouldn't he? Seth Rollins was, (laughs) he was sitting on this like, this, this like throne, this chair, and he basically talked about how, you know, he talked about how, uh, how Drew McIntyre was brave. Drew McIntyre is a champion. Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins basically put himself over, saying he did that as well, which, of course, he did. He accepted the challenge, and he said he doesn't, you know, he's taking his title because he has to. So, of course, Seth Rollins accepting the challenge. We have our WWE Championship match set for Money in the Bank. A lot of people, you know, I'm sure we're not surprised by that because, you know, that was pretty much a given that we were going to get that match. And no Becky Lynch on the show, so it looks like Seth and Becky Lynch probably took the night off. You know, hey, they probably took the week off. I mean, I mean, realistically, it gives a chance for other people to get on the show, even though it's the same people that we see. But, you know, it is what it is. Next, we had a tag team match. We had Ricochet and Cedric Alexander taking on Shane Thorne and Brandon Vink from NXT. You know, obviously, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander are now a tag team. These guys are both talented. You know, these guys are are both former champions. I mean, the team makes sense because both these guys really weren't doing much. I mean, it was randomly put together, but I'm sure these guys are having a blast. These guys are legit friends. And it's a shame because, you know, Ricochet, I feel like, you know, he hasn't had the best success on the main roster. I don't know why. This guy, you know, you could have booked him as your next Rey Mysterio, but also your first Ricochet. Like, this guy, his best match on, you know, on the main roster, I gotta say, was his matches with AJ Styles. You know, his his stuff with AJ was great. His stuff with McIntyre was great. I mean... And of course, same goes for Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, his matches his matches with AJ Styles were great too. But now you have these guys teaming up. I could have sworn we saw this match a couple weeks ago. I think we did. But basically, Alexander hit the lumbar check. Ricochet hit the recoil. He pinned... Who did he pin? He pinned... Let me see. I think he pinned... I want to say he pinned Shane Thorne. Yeah, well, he, he yeah he must have pinned Shane Thorne. Of course, Shane Thorne and you know Brandon Ving from NXT, which which funny enough, Shane Thorne is a former tag team specialist. Remember uh, what was it? TM six TM six one in NXT. But you know this is just a showcase for Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. I mean they had a great match last week with the War Raiders, the Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them. Which by the way, guys, I will be getting into. Next, we had a backstage segment, Asuka, Kairi Sane, of course. Asuka and Kairi Sane dancing, having a good time, doing whatever they got to do. I mean, in reality, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure why the decision was made to have, you know, Asuka and Kyrie Sane start dancing a lot, but obviously they're doing what they're doing. There's rumors that Kairi Sane may be leaving the company. I don't know if that's going to happen, You know, sometimes, you know, minds change. You know, no idea. But basically, she was set up for a rematch with Nia Jax. Don't know why. But, you know, we had already seen this last week. And we were going to get a rematch this week. So, no idea. We had Bobby Lashley and Lana at the gym in the Performance Center. Lashley was talking about lifting a tire. Mind you, I mean, Rusev was released Lana was rumored to have been released, but obviously that's not the case right now. This was a weird segment. Don't know why this needed to happen. I mean, I guess they just wanted to get these, they wanted to get them on the show. Don't know why. We had Nia Jax taking on Kyrie Sane. Nia Jax beat Kyrie Sane. Dominated her like last week. Kyrie Sane got a little bit of offense, but not enough to take on, to take out Nia Jax. It kinda pisses me off when WWE does this, you know, they have talent that we've seen, you know, just absolutely kill it in NXT. If this was the NXT version of Kyrie Sane, and this was NXT, I guarantee you, most likely, Kyrie Sane would have not got bitched out like this. Kyrie Sane would have put on more of a fight. But she might be leaving. Obviously they still wanna give Nia Jax that dominant presence. I mean, it is what it is. What can I say? It was, but it's strange. Also, it's strange how, Oscar, who for the second week in a row was literally backstage, and she wasn't out there with Kyrie Sane at all, makes no sense. We've seen the Kabuki Warriors on so many occasions, literally double team. Remember when they were shooting green mist in people's faces? Remember when they were doing that to Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Paige? Don't know why they don't do it to Naya, but I don't. Who knows? Maybe this. Maybe this is building up for. Maybe Kyrie's going to be on her way out, and Oscar's going to turn on her. No idea, because other than this, Kyrie doesn't really have anything else going on for her. The only one who does is Oscar. Asuka. Asuka's going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which I'm sure she'll be dancing. But this was, this was another squash, nothing more, nothing less. I already mentioned that Seth Rollins, speaking from his home, responded to Drew McIntyre's challenge. We had a video... Of the Viking Raiders, literally driving in a car, eating turkey legs, and singing. Let me repeat that, guys. We had the Viking Raiders singing, and one of them was eating a turkey leg. The same Viking Raiders, who were legit badass in NXT. Dominant on the main roster, but didn't really get much you know, done, and now they're literally singing and eating turkey legs, this was really, this was a really bizarre segment, don't know why this needed to happen, I would have much rather rather seen just like a video package of them, you know, or something, but yet we're getting them singing, eating turkey legs, don't get me wrong, look, I mean, I understand and you kind of saw that a lot with WWE a lot of the the wrestlers that weren't wrestling they were just doing like backstage stuff but this was obviously on the road literally it just it was weird it was a bizarre segment it was one of those segments where you're like why are they doing this but you know look the viking raiders you know at the end of the day they don't come up with the stuff that they're going to do you know they're not you know they they haven't been in the WWE long enough to be able to even have a say in what they want to do which I'm sure they probably have backstage you never know but this was just this was not good man this was embarrassing I just I was kind of like why is this being shown the Viking Raiders are badass and you're literally portraying them as just two guys singing and freaking eating turkey legs if you would have showed them like in the woods like maybe freaking you know pounding stuff or beating the crap out of somebody I would have been like alright cool you know Putting on some badass music, but this was just what. <laughs> Moving on, guys. We had next. We had. We had MVP taking on taking on Apollo Cruz in another qualifier for Money in the Bank. MVP, look, I don't understand what's going on with MVP MVP said he was retired a couple times and he's back. I mean, looks like he's permanently back with the WWE. I know he's a backstage guy, or at least he said he was don't know why this needed to happen. This could have been easily, you could have had, you know, Apollo Cruz taking on Kevin Owens or something, you know, a different match. Don't know why we needed MVP, but I think obviously, you know, MVP, you could say stepping up, you know, with, the short staff that they have on deck. You know what I mean? But just uh, no idea. MVP, of course, before the match, cut a promo. Talk trash. Stuff like that. Apollo Cruz came out. We had the match. Apollo Cruz got the victory. There was a couple times where I thought MVP was going to get the victory. But Apollo Cruz got the victory. MVP, look, I know he's been in a couple of Money in the Bank ladder matches over the years. He's been in some at WrestleMania, he was in one at WrestleMania 24, 25, I think, I think also, yeah, the first Money in the Bank pay- pay-per-view ever he was in the match, so, yeah, he's been in a couple, and, you know, you really have to think back on your MVP trivia to remember that, but, you know, Apollo Cruz is in the match, I'm sure he'll do some cool stuff, but, you know, Apollo Cruz is one of those guys that he's so talented, but... You know, they, they haven't really, they've never given them anything. And I guess you can say that about all the other talent. But this was nothing more, nothing less. Cruz is in it. And I had already seen a leaked match card. Well, the the, a leaked, the leaked all superstars that were going to be in this match. And Cruz was on it. So, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, the good thing is they're doing six You know, they're keeping it original. They started with six. It's only appropriate that they continue with the six superstar limit for the match. Then we had a backstage segment with Ruby Riott. Ruby Riott was interviewed backstage. Ruby Riott cut a promo, talked about how she carried the weight of Sarah Logan and... Liv Morgan. So Sarah Lo- Sarah Logan was mentioned a couple times on the show, which makes me believe that Sarah Logan might inde- might definitely be coming back. Don't know if she'll come back and feud with Ruby Riot. She'll come if she'll come back for Shayna Baszler. No idea. We could, you know, I read online that Sarah Logan definitely, you know, could be coming back pretty soon. It's only been a week since the release, so it's not like she's been gone forever. But like I said, if she comes back, you know, you got to do something with her. You know you need to build up more women for the roster. You just have to, you know. Yes, I understand Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. You know they've proven themselves and and they've been great. They put on great matches. They're the top in the business. They're some of your top women, but you need to build up more. Just saying. So, you know Ruby Riot talked about how she carried the weight of the Riot Squad. Said that basically Liv Morgan is nothing without her. She owns Liv Morgan and she was going to basically break Liv Morgan's arms. Liv Morgan defeated Ruby Riot in the match. The match was short, was really nothing. I liked the finisher with uh, with Liv Morgan and Riot. I liked how she hit that what was it? That was that flatliner. So that was kind of that was pretty smooth. I mean look, like I said Liv Morgan is more talented. She's getting she, she's getting, she's more talented than we've seen before. She's more talented, you know, with her in ring work. She's gotten better and better. And of course, Ruby Riot, you know, Ruby Riot's always been talented. Ruby Riot's one of their best women. And I was just talking about this earlier with my buddy. Shout out to Jerry. But, you know, Liv, Mor- Liv Morgan, you know, she's building up, but you've had Ruby Riot who's been legit talented since the minute you signed her. When she was on the Indies, Heidi Lovelace, she was talented. And they've never given her really much to do. So it's kind of like, you know, with her, like, she's... It seems that, you know, maybe they are going to bring back Sarah Logan into this storyline. But, like I said, if that's not the case, you know, you need to build up more women. You need to give Ruby Riot, the Liv Morgans, more time to shine. She had a great match last week with Asuka, did Ruby Riot? I mean, with Sarah Logan recently released, this match operating unannounced, it was basically just a filler match in the middle of Raw. And I hate to say that, but it basically was just filler. But I like the ending, I liked Liv Morgan's finisher, and hopefully they do more with them. And then we had our final men's money in the bank ladder match qualifier for the night. Rey Mysterio took on Buddy Murphy. This match was great. I didn't expect nothing less. The story of the match was Rey Mysterio had injured his finger. Of course, Buddy Murphy was basically working on it. Buddy Murphy, of course, you know, former cruiserweight champion, as is Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, you know, back in the day was one of their was one of the top cruiserweights in the WWE. This match was this match was good, man, from back and forth. You know, this match was pretty good. Of course, you know, for two guys that never faced each other one-on-one, you know, they went out there and they stole the show. You know, they, they did steal the show. We had both men, you know, they brought their best, hitting high-impact moves, building near falls throughout the match. Mysterio hit a destroyer. For the finishing combination for the victory. And Rey Mysterio qualifies for the Money in the Bank ladder match. You know, I mean, look, Rey Mysterio, they're going to go with Rey. Why? Because, you know, Rey's the bigger name. They want to put the bigger name in it. It would have been great to see Buddy Murphy in it. Because Buddy Murphy, you know, this guy is the future of your... He's part of the future of your company. You know, if book right. Which I'm not too sure if he's still with the Messiah. Because you really haven't seen them interact. Of course, you know... I don't remember the last time we seen you know Rollins and his disciples. I know the authors of pain. One of them is uh is injured. Hopefully not two, not both of them. But I don't know. I mean Murphy did come out and he was wearing the Rollins logo on his tights. So obviously, or he was carrying the Rollins shirt, and he had Rollins on his uh on the Titantron right there. So you know, obviously he's still with them. He's still aligned with them. But I mean, you know, like I said, buddy Murphy. They call him the best kept secret. This guy was putting on classics with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. So I hope hopefully they have you know bigger plans for Murphy going forward. But of course, right now it's kind of unlikely. But like I said, this match was great. Mysterio qualifies. So already you have for the men's, you have Daniel Bryan from SmackDown Live. You have, of course, who also is one of my choices. You had Alistair Black, Apollo Crews, and Rey Mysterio. So, not a bad lineup, man. Not a bad lineup. If I had to make a prediction as to who the final two are going to be, I would say maybe Jeff Hardy. Maybe a Jeff Hardy. Maybe, maybe you'll get a returning Mustafa Ali. I mean, who else can you really put? Or maybe it'll be Jeff Hardy and like a Baron Corbin knowing WWE. But either way, I'm really looking forward to see how they do it this year with the whole corporate... Ladder element thrown into it, but like I said good job for Murphy and Mysterio. They killed it As we all expected Moving on we had Charlotte Flair our NXT Women's Champion Taking on Kaden Carter from NXT who we've seen a couple times here on raw Charlotte Flair <laughs> is on both shows Don't know why don't know why we need to see her on both shows i mean you know if i was booking this because look the story is charlotte flair you know is kind of talking down the nxt women's division kind of saying i'm back and basically what i did back then you guys could never do you know okay they haven't really built up charlotte taking on Io Shirai they're kind of building up a little more of Charlotte Flair and Mia Yim because I guess Charlotte Flair mentioned Mia Yim last week on NXT when she had that that video package promo which she did and I didn't even know you know Long to couple years back, well, more than a couple years, when Charlotte Flair was in NXT, she actually wrestled Mia Yim before Mia Yim even got signed. Years before Mia Yim even got signed to the company, so I guess there's a little bit of history there. So I don't know if this means we're gonna get Mia Yim challenging Charlotte Flair, which kind of doesn't make sense because Mia Yim didn't win that contract in that latter match. She was in the match, but she was one of the ones that lost. Eo Shirai won the match. So a little weird. Maybe they're going to build up for a three-way. I don't know. But this was nothing. This was a squash for Charlotte Flair. Kaden Carter, she's talented. But, you know, she really didn't get much. Charlotte Flair, of course, got a cheap shot. She made Kaden Carter tap out with the figure eight. And that was about it. Back to Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley did did flip that monster truck tire. Again, don't know why <laughs> we were watching this. Don't know what was the purpose of this. But, you know, I guess, I guess it was just to get more filler on the show, I guess. And I guess they opted to go with this. No idea. And, you know, and of course they're still obviously building up Lashley and Lana together. Which, to me, like, ran its course a long time ago. Should never have even happened. But it's ran its course and then we had Lashley lift over an even bigger tire. He kind of struggled at first, which was kind of funny. But he ended up flipping it. I thought somebody was gonna probably flip it for him. Maybe he couldn't do it, so maybe you'll get like somebody kind of flip it and kind of embarrass him. But now nah, you know. So I don't know why we needed that segment. It was kind of weird. Moving on, we had Andrade taking on Tazawa, Akira Tazawa. Andrade came out. Hey look, Tazawa is extremely talented. If you've seen his stuff in NXT, like when he's booked on NXT and 205 Live, they just let that dude go out there and they let him freaking kill it. If you were to get these guys on an NXT show, man, these guys could have put on a pretty good match. Funny enough, Jerry the King Lawler, who last week made that very controversial comment, <laughs> was kind of quiet for this match. and I think with, I think maybe backstage Vince was like, you know, don't say much about Tazawa because we don't want to get any more backlash than we got last week. Not not to say that there was a lot of backlash, but Andre got the victory, Hammerlock DDT, pinned Tazawa, nothing more, nothing less. Well, then we had Bianca Belair defeating Santana Garrett from NXT. The Street Profits were out there, you know they were energetic on commentary. Byron Saxton embarrassed himself immensely by dancing which was like not something I want to see on television. Byron Saxon ever since the Street Profits have kind of well, ever since we started these uh empty empty arena shows on Raw, Saxon's been sucking up to the Street Profits a little too much. Kind of comes off like a heelish type of thing. The Profits are a little cocky, it it seems like. But these guys have always had that swagger about them. But last week of course Bianca Belair got these guys hyped up. So obviously I think maybe we are gonna get the profits taking on the Viking Raiders. Maybe we'll get that build starting next week. Maybe we'll get the Prophets turning heel. Don't know. Bianca Beller, though, she kinda has that See, I couldn't I couldn't really tell who was the heel or babyface in this matchup. I think it was probably just like a showcase for Bianca. Realistically, that's probably all it was. But Bianca as a babyface, to me, just doesn't work. Just cause like she has that cocky attitude. Or you just want to see her as a heel. But you're still going to cheer her because you appreciate her work and her athletic ability. Look, this year's Royal Rumble, she had a great showing. You know, a lot of people said she should have won the Rumble. But, you know, she hit the KOD. That's a nice finisher. She hits it pretty good. She got the victory. Of course, the Street Profits were extremely happy. Of course, you know, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair know each other a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. But that was it. Just, you know, a showcase for Bianca. And then we had our main event. We had WWE champ taking on Angel Garza, McIntyre, and Garza one-on-one. What I didn't like about this was that this is the second week in a row that we've got Zelina Vega's squad taking on Drew McIntyre in the main event of the show. But it's the last couple minutes of the show, like literally the last five minutes. And I'm like, why are they doing this again? Are we going to get like another run in from Seth Rollins? That's not what we got. We had Garza and McIntyre who I'm sure they might be doing a rematch. Or maybe next week we'll get McIntyre taking on Austin Theory. I mean, he's taking on the other two guys of the group. But with Garza and McIntyre, if you give these guys, if you were to give these guys like maybe opener of the show, maybe mid mid part of the show or maybe you give them some great time to main event a little more than just freaking 5 minutes these guys can kill it no doubt in my mind Garza's talented enough McIntyre McIntyre's talented enough these guys could kill it but for whatever reason WWE wanted to go this route and basically it was McIntyre getting his revenge for the sneak attacks last week and this week basically bitched out you know Theory Andrade and Garza which a lot of people didn't like A lot of people are quick to use the word buried. Now, I'm kind of like, look, let's be honest. You say they're buried, but you never know. Maybe they can do something different with them. I know a lot of people are kind of like, WWE doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you'd be surprised sometimes. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't like the fact that they gave these guys a couple minutes. I just felt like you could have given these guys like a good 15 minutes. 20 tops the last 15 minutes of TV time, but, you know, they went with this, so basically we had McIntyre getting the victory, McIntyre took out the entire group, don't know if these, if this group's going to get a, a stable name, but you had McIntyre standing tall, and that was your Raw, went off the air, no attack, no, you know, no mind fucks with Seth Rollins, that was it, so... Overall, guys, you know, Raw was uh, kind of, it wasn't exactly the best episode of Raw. But, you know, when is it ever? But I liked, what, what what I liked about this show was I liked the qualifying matches. Except for MVP and Apollo Crews just because I felt like, you know, it really that really wasn't meant to be like a, like a show stealer. Could it have been? I mean, never say never. But obviously, Alistair Black, Austin Theory killed it. Alistair Black won the match. Alistair Black is one of my picks for the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Rey Mysterio and Buddy Murphy killed it. You know. I liked Shayna Baszler once again showing off her dominance. I liked that a lot. I liked Ruby Riot's promo. And that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else was kind of just like, meh. You know. But that was your Monday Night Raw, guys. Again, I mean... You know these in, these empty arena shows. You know sometimes they're hit or miss, but it's what we're getting. Again, I still appreciate all the wrestlers that are you know going out there and giving a show, risking their health and their lives. I still I still appreciate it. <laughs> not gonna lie, even though I may not like some of the stuff that I see, I still appreciate it, and I still give them credit for going out there for for just going out there. But. That was your Raw, guys. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the video. I am looking forward to doing some more interviews. I am going to be doing a part two with my buddy, George, who I had on the show recently. Uh, we're going to be doing a part two next Wednesday or this Wednesday coming up. We'll see what happens. You know, I got to th- double check with him. Should be fun. I mean, like I said, the guy, like you guys already heard, the guy's is really knowledgeable when it comes to wrestling. He gave you his Mount Rushmore. I'm still thinking of mine because I feel like a Mount Rushmore is not something you can, like, just say of all time. Because over the years, you learn more and more wrestlers as you go along. But hopefully going to get him back on the show pretty soon. Hopefully, you know, we'll try to get Baby Cobb, Jose, you know, on the show pretty soon. I've reached out to a couple of people about them coming on the show. I have not yet heard a response, but I would love to do more interviews, guys, because obviously, you know, I love, you know, giving a chance for other people to kind of come on here and just talk about, you know, anything, you know, not just wrestling, but anything in general. So we'll try to make that happen, guys. But with that being said, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to jet. You know, you guys are incredible. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following me on social media. You guys are the best. I will catch you guys with another video soon. With that being said, guys, peace out. Have a great night, guys. Lates.